Who am I? Good day, listeners. Welcome to another podcast for dreamers, achievers, and explorers. Today, our episode will center on don't settle for less than God's best for you. Don't settle for less than God's best for you or for your life. That is our topic for today. Long ago, a man called Abraham Maslow developed a motivational uh, theory in management that really, really touched the lives of most people in an organization. Uh, people, according to the classicists, uh, they regarded human beings as machines that had no emotion. As far as they were concerned, once you can deploy a machine to do anything, you can also regard humans to also operate and be, as far as they were concerned, like those machines. So the human emotions that goes with them was not taken into account. And they began to take out some measurement and found out that there was a lot of reduction in productivity. So they began to carry out a study. So people like people you call uh, Mayo uh, that carry out uh, uh, another motivational theory uh, brought us some amendments to uh, positions that people are called. For example, people that sit in the uh, front office just receiving a phone call. Originally, they were called receptionists. And those people did not really feel that they were anything. They were just receptionists. But when these motivational theories came up, they found out that, you know, if you could trigger something in the emotion of a human being and allow them to be accepted, then something happened that make them to be more productive. And so rather than calling them receptionists, they changed the name. A person is still on the same salary. Uh, everything was the same, but they allowed the person to dress in a unique manner that befits the position they were giving him. And they, rather than calling the person a receptionist, they called the person an office manager. Once that was done, they found out that the productivity ratio jumped, all because the person was recognized. The person felt successful. Now today we want to talk on the fact that we should not settle for less than God's best for our life. Meaning, as you succeed, or let me put it this way, before you came upon the face of this earth, you were already a success. But as you continue to succeed and move up and do greater things, never you settle for less because there is still more higher. As I started from the very beginning, Abraham Maslow developed what we call the, the hierarchy of needs. And this hierarchy of needs from the very time, the very day I learned about it, I read about it, it became part of me. It spread out a lot, it challenged me, it made me to think a lot. 
uh, although it was something I needed to read through in order to pass my course, but this became part of my life. It states that there are, is a pyramidal uh, hierarchy that has uh, five levels. And at the base level, you find out that it's wider. There's a lot of people in that uh, level. And as it begins to go up, it thins out. But one of the critical things that challenged me in this theory was that satisfied me do not motivate that stood out for me satisfied need do not motivate i i battled that within me to understand how satisfied need cannot motivate me it was tough i i thought what what do you mean until i found out that i was I needed, I was craving for ice cream one time and, you know, it was like a need for me and I eventually went for ice cream and by the time I took the ice cream, that was it. There was no more desire for ice cream anymore. At that, at that micro level, I saw that truly, truly satisfied need no longer motivates me. Now, in this hierarchy, the first level of need in this hierarchy is called the physiological needs. In these physiological needs, what humanity is looking for is food, water, warmth, and rest. These people just says, all I need, if I have this, I'm okay. I don't need any other thing. I don't desire any other thing. Just let me have food to be able to eat. I'm not even saying give me a balanced diet. Just give me something to eat. I don't even need a three square meal. Just a little, just to keep body and soul going. Let me have water to drink. Good water. Let me have some warm. Let me have rest. That is it. And you find out that once this need is satisfied, you would have thought that uh, there would be no desire for anything anymore. No. The moment your need is satisfied, the next need kicks in the next need now is your safety needs once you are able to meet your food your water your warmth and your rest you now want some little bit of safety unknown to you is is embedded within you you now want security that is what you are now looking for these two aspects of it is what we and i can call our basic needs from that moment, you now find out that, oh, life is getting better. And so you begin to now move on to the next level need, which is the belongingness and love needs. You want intimate relationships. You want uh, uh, friends. From there, you now, oh, esteem needs. You want prestige. You want feeling of accomplishment, which now forms your psychological needs. But every human being will want to get to the highest level, which is the self-actualization, which is you and I achieving our own full potential, including our creative activities. I brought this hierarchy of need to let you and I know that we cannot settle for less than God's best. Whatever it is you are doing, 
as long as the breath of life is still on the inside of you, you have not arrived. Do not settle. Don't feel, oh, I have everything I need. What else do I need? There is still a lot. The moment you stop growing, you start dying. There is always fulfillment in our lives. We have to know that when we accomplish something of great worth, it's worth celebrating. It gives us satisfaction that we always want to celebrate that moment. Sometimes we document it, we have it in, we take pictures, we, we, put, we put it in our wall just to remind us of what happened. We try to use this great feat as a springboard for all other goals or targets that we have set for ourselves so that we can analytically look at what worked for us. We try to eliminate the things that slowed us down. We try to look at the things that didn't work. And we are able to now base our, our decisions on the success rate that we can assign to what we just accomplished. We can extrapolate our success rate for our future or next venture, believing that the same way it happened previously, you know, it will happen the same way into the foreseeable future. Again, one of the greatest fulfillments of man is celebration. We all love celebration. There no man, even when someone is celebrating and crying, he will tell you, don't worry, it's, a, it's tears of joy. We all love to be celebrated and talked about positively, to be searched for by everyone because they have seen that we have value and there is something within us that can be of benefit to them. The humble and pious ones we ascribe the greatness to God. Very good. The not so pious or not so religious ones we say their own efforts produce the results. But you know what? The sum total of it all is that we all love to be celebrated. I've never seen anyone that doesn't like to be celebrated. I remember one time my we went on a competition, my daughter plays volleyball, and the team, they got to the final and, you know, they lost. And she was very, very, she felt very, very bad. And I felt, you know what, let me celebrate her. And on our way, I just went to uh, McDonald's and we bought something and I asked her, you know, to buy a request for anything she wants. She said, no, dad, I don't, I don't really want to celebrate. I said, do you know what? I stood there watching you and all I can see is a champion. I said, today the world says you didn't win. I said, but for me, you are my champion. I said, today I look at the things, the way you played. I saw the way you defended. I saw the way you coordinated. I saw the leadership capacity in you. I saw the way you motivated others. I saw the way you stood. I saw the way you told everyone when you were down to let them know, listen guys, we are going to make it. I said, I saw all this in you. That is my winner. That is who I'm saying. By the time I said all this to her, she's like, oh, dad, thank you. I didn't even notice that. He said, Dad, you mean you were listening, you were watching? I said, yes, I saw all this and, you know, I just, 
I took a walk to go and thank God that I have a wonderful daughter. I have someone I'm celebrating. And I said, today, we want to celebrate. And you know, just those few words I said to her, she said, yes, and we bought something and we celebrated. We hugged ourselves. We walked around. We jumped at ourselves. We celebrated because everyone wants to be celebrated. And truly speaking, it doesn't matter whatever it is you have failed at. There is something in that thing you have failed at that, that succeeded. The fact that you started it is, only, is already a, a moment for you to celebrate. John chapter 6 verses 14 to 15. When the people realized what a great miracle had happened, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. Jesus saw that they were ready to take him by force and make him their king. So he went higher into the mountains alone. That word that Jesus went higher into the mountains alone struck me. I thought that since Jesus did something miraculous, it touched the lives of so many, and the people desired to celebrate him, to crown him as their king. They wanted him to be everything to them. He said, but Jesus, he looked at what they were going to do. He went higher. I asked myself, what would I have done? Would I have celebrated? Would I have joined them? Would I have said, yeah, that's me? What would I have done? What is the best way for me to truly, truly celebrate myself? What is the best way for me to see what needs to be done? But that word, he went higher. He went higher into the mountains alone. To go on the mountain requires efforts. You have done something that succeeded or that is succeeding, but you know what? He went higher. Jesus achieved great feasts by the miracles which he had done in the lives of the people. The people on their own decided to crown him as their king. We must understand that a king has the highest title in the land. And their desire, as far as I know, was that within that locality, Jesus would then become the one that would make decisions and plans for the progress of that community. The one who would decide the internal and external protection for their locality so that they would not be attacked or wiped out. Just giving one example of the functions that the king is expected. So it was a very important position they wanted to give to Jesus. Satisfied need to some people will make them sit on their oars. Satisfied uh, desire will make some people say, there is no need for, to push myself. 
what else do I, um, what am I still looking for? However, Jesus went higher into the mountains and refused to be forced to take the role of being their king. He knew there was more to be accomplished and that what he had done so far was just a tip of the iceberg and it was not time to celebrate yet. Going higher to the mountains signified Jesus not being satisfied with what he had achieved. He was ready to make more sacrifices and pay the price in order to release his full potential. We should never, never, never be short-sighted, but ready to deny ourselves immediate gratification. That is one thing I have learned, that the enemy of progress is immediate satisfaction. The enemy of progress, some say, is average. I agreed. But when we have, I'm also am an enthusiast of uh, soccer, football, like the premiership, I watch. And in some occasions, I notice that when a particular team, whether my team or the opponent, they score, and they are celebrating, the, the, the goal scorer is joining his team, you know, removing his shirt, going to the crowd, you know, just celebrating. The other, the other team goes to the center forward, and they position the ball on the on the man, they pass the ball, and sometimes within 40, 30, 40 seconds, they equalize. I'm asking myself, what happened? Because at the moment of your celebration, without you thinking of the next idea or the next thing, you are vulnerable. You are open to any form of attack. When we are celebrating, we also must know that it's also a time that calls for a deeper understanding, a deeper connection with the Almighty God that gave us the success in the first place. The goal today is for us to understand that any success you have is a pointer to the fact that there, is, there are greater successes ahead of you. I'm here to encourage you, don't settle for the least. There is something ahead of you. There is something greater than what you have achieved now. Whatever it is that you don't even call success, you, you think you have failed in, I want you to understand that the fact that you attempted it, you have already succeeded. Success is sweet, but what is ahead of us is bigger and sweeter. Don't ever settle for less than God's best for your life. This is my charge to you. This is my word to encourage you today. Don't ever settle for less than God's best for your life. Father, thank you for showing us an example of how we should handle success when it comes our way. We should climb higher 
and achieve more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I believe, like I always say, this podcast will challenge you, will encourage you, will make you push higher. Today, understand that you need to go higher. No matter what it is you are doing, you have not arrived. Never, never have a mindset of arrival. You can never arrive. There is so much on the inside of you. Have a mindset that before you leave this world, you would have released everything that is on the inside of you so that you can die empty. Until we come your way again, please visit my website at paulugobor.com for more episodes of Who Am I? Until then, stay blessed and have a wonderful day ahead of you.